The Versecast is brought to you by Engine. Create your free gaming community website at enjin.com. Gentlemen, you're listening to the Those Guys with Ships show, the Versecast community podcast. My name is John Abraham. I am going to apologize in advance for the random outbursts of coughing that may pepper the show tonight because I am still slightly sick. And I'm Ace Azamine. <laughs> so, s- slight- so I'm slightly sick. Is that your new name? Apparently. That is my new name. I am slightly sick. <laughs> okay. I'm represented by Chris Roberts. You can call me RBCR for short, or T-G-W-Stroke-S-Pipe-Gleep. That's right. Okay. Whatever you do, just don't call me late for supper. Because <laughs> I like me my supper. Listen, we were just talking about the fact that you barely skated into Gen Xdom. That is a baby boomer statement. Don't call me late for supper. Baby boomer. Now, I would say it's more regional than it is uh, temporal. I don't know. I can't remember the last time someone called the evening meal supper. Mm hmm. Well, that's because you live in Portland. You don't count. <laughs> we just call it fourth meal. <laughs> we are those guys with ships. This is episode 43 of our community podcast today. Is September 1st, 2945, Standard Earth Time. Thank you, Ronald Jenkins. Magnetic. Magnetic Moment is the intro-outro track. It's off of Ronald's 2012 album, Days Away, which can be found along with all of his other fine musics at the www.ronaldjenkies.com. So, guys, summer is almost done, and you know what that means, don't you? Vacation! (laughs) I was was going to say sitting at stoplights waiting for school buses, but that works too. The grown-ups get a vacation. I think Jimmy's done for the rest of the podcast. (laughs) That's it. Yeah, that's it. I'm all done for the rest of the podcast. Thank you. Good night. Bye, Jimmy. Um, We will be off next week for the Labor Day holiday weekend, so no shows on Monday the 7th or Tuesday the 8th. We will be back with tans that have to last us until next spring, Monday and Tuesday the 14th and 15th. We feel bad, but not bad enough to not go. So... (laughs) There you have it. Um, we are still going to do, uh, there's going to be an informal uh, meetup planned uh, for uh, next Sunday. Sunday the, what What would the date on that be, guys? That would be Sunday the 6th. Yes. Um, so um, uh, we'll talk about that more later, but uh, there just won't be shows. So if you, if you get lonely, uh, listen to older shows. Just don't listen to the really old ones because they're not good. It makes John anxious. It does. I knew from the moment that I suggested the TGWS tag appending to our our monikers on Don't RSI. Don't forget the pipe. Don't forget the pipe. I knew 
that Gleep wouldn't do it the same as everyone else. I know. Why would he do that? <laughs> oh my god. He 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 can't make the W a capital. It's got to be small. Cuz it's yeah, with. Clearly cuz it's with. It's I like be- I like I, you know what? I'm going to have Gleep's back on this. I like the small W. But makes it a but, pain to search on the uh in the game though. Okay, fair um, enough. No, I mean cuz it's just still the, the No, T it's and the cleaner. G. Listen, it's cleaner when you do all caps. <laughs> We're looking for a clean look. We this isn't grammatically correct. It's an abbreviation. It's so common. <laughs> you didn't even do the pipe. You did not do the pipe. I know I forgot I could go back and edit that. <laughs> but you did a slash. Yeah, I'm almost, I forgot to get on the pipe, yo. Wow, <laughs> you did you did a small W and a slash. Ah, uh-huh. Gleep. It's a stroke. get it together, man. It's a stroke. It's not a slash. It's a stroke. I think he tried to do the hashtag with the slash once. <laughs> that didn't work. No, as well. Yeah, no, computer yeah, language that, that won't allow work. that. Yeah, yeah, it didn't work as well. I um, I, I'm just gonna put this out there. I have concern. Um, I really my my name is something that um. It's hard fought, and I'm afraid that if I add the TGWS in front of it, I will lose my name on the forums, and that makes me sad and anxious. Hmm. But no, but this isn't this isn't changing like your URLs or anything. Well, this is changing. just your moniker. This is just what it looks like to other people. Yeah, I know, but it's it's um, it doesn't change your handle, but it does change your name. Yeah, which means somebody else can take that name. I don't want someone else to take Can, that name. Are you sure? Yes, I really? have a really cool name. Well, no, we know that, but I mean, are you sure that someone else can take it? Well, if it's available, why wouldn't they be able to? No, I've never typed no, anything this, in. The, yeah, the moniker can be anything. Like I could change it to to Bill right now, and it would no, show up. No, you can't. Are you sure? Are I, you I, sure? I, yes, yes, it has I am to be positive. unique. It has to be yep. unique. And therefore, what? I will lose my unique name if I change it. Yeah, I'm not I, sure about changing mine. T, uh, X-Wing Jockey is pretty hard to come by. I yeah. thought we had three names. One was the moniker that can be changed to anything. The second one is your username, which can't be changed. And then the last one is your account name. It can be changed. You, you have your handle, and then you've got your name. And your name is a unique name. You can't. There can't be... To uh, the only uh, Jontos, hence and then, being uh, the, the only name. one. Yeah, even though your your handle will be different, there can't be two the only Jontos. I just changed my name to Bill successfully. You, you saved it. Yes, it said successful. Someone it's, get a screenshot of this. It's Bill now. Really? Yeah. Hello, Bill. You're thinking of the handle. Well, I, I know the handle's unique, but I, I thought that the name was unique, too. The community moniker, which is what it's called, right, is not unique. Okay, kids, over the summer break, we have a homework assignment. Either yeah, that yeah, or do. nobody has the name Bill. <laughs> which, that would be impressive. All right. And now for okay. something completely different? We'll have to, we'll have, we'll have to experiment. Uh, or I, I believe you, John, and if that's the case, I'll happily change it. Yeah, I mean, I might be wrong, but... I don't know. I, I, I thought I was right. Henceforth, for the next week, I'm just going to refer to you as Bill. I, I'm, I'm considering just keeping it. TGWS Bill. <laughs> Bill. Hello, Bill. 
Now, can I secure that on Twitter? That's the question. TGWS mm. Bill? <laughs> no, just Bill. Just Bill. Okay. All right, so... We can move on. We can, wow, we can this continue is, this the show. This is not a good transition. Hey, Ace. Yes? Tell us a little bit about uh, what's going on with uh, Squadron <laughs> Commander in this week's segment, In the Loop. Ah, thank you. Thank Wait, you. Wait, no, the intro has to be In the Loop, 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 Loop. I'm sorry, but that just sounds like In the Bloop after a while. Well, let us what be about, the judge What about poop? <laughs> Make you bot on the toilet? I'll take two scoops. <laughs> anyway, anyway. Tell us about soup. So the the topic for In the Loop uh, was combat rules. Um, and this grew out of uh, several discussions and several gameplay experiences we were having on Sundays and, and just over the course of the past couple of weeks um, while playing um, Squadron Battle. Or not Squadron Battle, um, Capture the Core. Um. And it mainly grew out of having some serious frustration in trying to shoot down Merlins that were carrying the core. Um, because Merlins themselves are very hard to hit. They're very maneuverable, so they make excellent core carriers. Um, but none of us in on either team really had ships that could <coughs> match them for speed and get close enough to finish them off. Um, so this, this brought up some discussion about what sort of ships work best for certain roles. Uh, certainly the racers make for good interceptors, uh, fighters that are lightly armed but very fast, that can do um, the sort of uh, very quick reconnaissance or uh, fast response. Um, you then have air, or in our case, space superiority, which are tend to be a little bit heavier, a little bit stronger, armed and armored, um, and tend to be the frontline main fighters. Um, bombing escorts would be very heavily armed and armored um, and are designed to fly with bombers and provide uh, close support. And then, of course, your particular favorite, Jimmy, recon. Mm. Uh, aircraft or spacecraft that are designed purely for stealthy or quiet reconnaissance of enemy movement um, and tactics. Um, so I was... Wanted to get some of your guys' opinions and, and ideas on ships that you thought would work good for these roles. I have my own list that I'd like to trot out and see what you guys think. Um, and then let hear what you guys think. Um, as for Intercept, uh, I think the Avenger and certainly the 350R as as the highest contender. As, as, as I think to date our fastest ship. Um, oh yeah, by far. I mean, it's, it's 30 meters per <coughs> second faster than the, the next fastest ship. Do and you that think was... the? I was going to say, do you think the Avenger will be a little bit slower, but a little bit more heavily armed? Well, the Avenger's in a weird place uh, at the moment. It started out originally as the ship you were going to learn in before it got replaced by the Gladius. Um, it was supposed to be, and and, and it was described in the original backing information. I did some research on this as the um, aging police interceptor. That was the whole the whole backstory behind the ship, and and um, I guess that's still the case. We haven't seen the Avenger variants yet, so I don't know what they're going to do with it. So, so what you're saying is that only old policemen can fly it? Clearly, clearly. Um, but then I mean, the Gladius makes for a good interceptor. Um, 
uh, it's a little bit heavier armed, certainly, or can be a little bit heavier armed than the um, uh, 350, but it's not as fast. And I think it's I, nimble, though. Very nimble. Very, very nimble. Yeah. Um, I think the Merlin makes for a good interceptor, um, especially especially as a good sort of interceptor recon scout craft. You get in there, get what you need, you get back out. I mean, it's not something that you want to stay around in a, in a uh, in an area and and try and fight with uh, in a in a large scale uh, battle. Maneuverability only matters for so much. Eventually, you will get taken out. Yeah, but don't you don't just think there's enough guns on you? Yeah, don't you think because of its light armament though that it's not a very good interceptor because it's just got two size one guns and and the uh, what the uh, the Gatling. Um, well, but, yeah, you make a good point because it doesn't have any missiles. It it wouldn't, but. You know, if you could strap on a pair of disruptors onto those wings, aren't the disruptors size ones? Um, Talking about the uh, sucker punches? The sucker punch guns. Yeah, those are size one. Yeah. Mm. yeah. I mean, what you need is someone who can get up close to the enemy and then not let them get away. Um, so uh, I could see a small squad of Merlins, like a flock, basically pouncing on a larger target, peppering it with with shots and staying out of range and then pulling away again a and bunch disappearing. Of angry, angry chihuahuas nipping at the heels of your ship. <laughs> yes. <laughs> the, uh, I would say that as far as superiority goes, um, the F7A, I think, clearly sits in that role. Um, the F7 class, uh, I mean, some of those, uh, the, the variants have their own uh, sort of spin-off moments <coughs> places, but the F7 series, and certainly if you guys have seen anything from the leak that shall not be named, the the mystery lightning that's supposed to appear later on is definitely a heavy superiority uh, ship, very reminiscent to the uh, the F15 Eagle. It's it's not crazy maneuverable, um, but it does it has uh, an unmatched kill ratio. Um, well, they showed they showed that on around the verse, didn't they? But the 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 uh, F eight lightning, I think only at, they they they've shown like concept information and concept art. But when the big leak happened, the the models got out into the wild, and you could people were loading them into the hangars, and you could see the the models up close. Oh, okay. Um, bombing escort. Now, I, I'm I'm curious what you guys think about this. Um, the gladiator. Yeah. Yeah, um, totally. Technically, it's a bomber in its own right, but if you loaded it with anti um, anti aircraft missiles, you could you could make it a, a a very strong point defense for something larger like a retaliator or a constellation that's uh, that's on a bombing run. It's got decent speed to it, doesn't it? It's not bad. Is it like a hundred? It's the same. I thought it was the same as the Hornet. Was it two hundred or is it one hundred eighty? I think it's I think it's one hundred eighty. Oh, okay. if it's 180, then it's only as fast as a uh, cutlass, and that's not very fast. No, well, that's my point. I mean, the, <coughs> it relies on on armor to protect it. Armor and a plethora of missiles. Okay. Um, plethora, lots of. Uh, plethora. Is that is it plethora? Uh, okay. Tomato, tomato, you know whatever. There you go. <laughs> and then recon. Certainly, I think our newest addition, the Vanguard has a version that fits in that role very well. Mm -hmm. um, and then also, of course, the Ghost and the Herald. Obviously, our, our purpose-built aircraft or, or spaceships for that, that well, role. The Tracker. Ghost, the Ghost Recon? Tracker. 
Tra- well, so so I, I think the tracker and the ghost can serve in similar fashion, uh, in different ways. Um, and the ra- reason I say this is 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 sort of the way that I think about um, recon, the way it's done. Uh, during World War II, when they armed um, fighters for recon, uh, they would take Spitfires and they would remove all of the ammo, all of the ammunition, all of the uh, heavy heavy equipment. And at, they lengthened the tail, added some cameras, and then filled the thing with as much fuel as possible. Um, and they had it fly as high and as quiet as possible. So in space, you would have something similar in that you'd have you'd strip out all the very very high intensity equipment, sit one, you know sit one of these guys out in enemy territory and let them just just passively record and scan everything that's going on. Whereas the tracker would be. I think uh, sort of like a, a a good herald or a good recon for a large scale fleet um, recon in force, where because the tracker will light up, you know, when you, when it starts doing its thing, everybody in space is going to see it. You can't hide that kind of strong radar signature that that thing will be generating. So it's going to be maybe five or ten, fifteen minutes maybe ahead of a, a large fleet um, or flying with an escort because. You are immediately, you know, the interest of ever everybody when you light up with all that equipment. Hmm. No, so I'm curious. Did you guys have any suggestions or ideas or uh, ships that you think would fit well for some of these roles? And then, what role do you think you fit best in, aside from Gleep, which is clearly airliner? <laughs> well, I think um, you know what's interesting is that the the Hornet Ghost and the Hornet Tracker. Um, I think that there's some, some lines have been blurred um, with the announcement that the, the tracker is going to be the predominant E-War variant of uh, the uh, F-7 series. <clears throat> but the ghost is really more in line with infiltration. And, and, so, and, and so is its, its description. So whereas, you know, your scout is going to be, you know, more of a support ship uh, running E-War and, and trying to disable ships and trying to cripple them, your ghost is going to be, is really going to be a true recon ship or a true scout ship because it uh, has low emission, because it has void armor, because it's something that's going to eventually be very difficult to detect. It's going to be the ship that you're going to send out way in front. Um, it's going to be the ship that you send into enemy lines. Uh, for me, it's going to be a ship that I go into pirate space with to make sure that the coast is clear before I go in with with cargo or something of value. So um, I think that the infiltrate that the that the ghost is going to be a very solid recon ship, whereas the tracker is going to be a very solid support role ship um, in in its its uh, e war um, and scanning ability. I agree. I think the, the the difference in the thing about recon is that you have two different kinds. You have active reconnaissance in in you know in advance of a large fleet, maybe a couple of miles out, maybe, and then you have loitering capability, which is sort of what right. we use drones for now, where they just sit above a target or in an area <coughs> and just gather intel about what's going on and transmit that information back. Right, eyes eyes on the ground, so to speak. Right. So surely you would think that they would have variants of some other ship or a new ship that's better at stealth than a Hornet. I mean, even even though the Hornet Ghost is painted black and stuff, 
Um, well, wouldn't you think that something like a Gladius, which is like slender and sort of resembles like an SR-71 kind of more than a Hornet would be better at that? Well, the thing is that the Hornet, it's not necessarily painted black. It's, it's black because of the void armor technology that it has, which is designed specifically to diffuse scans. Radar, it's, it, it comes from, you know, the, the black painting on, on that you see on stealth fighters is because they use a certain type of paint that is radar absorbing. Um, and that's yeah, the but idea it also has that. to do with the shape of the ship. Yes, yeah. that's also true. The um, the Hornet um, is a relatively small ship, though, if you think about it. Um, if you compare it to, uh, say, the Gladius, which I'm pulling up right now. Yeah, but look at an SR-71. That's not a small ship. Well, but the SR-71 was, yes, it had a smaller radar signature than, than say, an F-15. But the SR-71's ability was not was not it was not stealth so much as it was pure speed um when the soviets and 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 this was recorded to have happened when the soviets fired missiles up at at sr-71s the pilots just increased the throttle and would outrun the missiles oh okay um what you're thinking of is something like the f-117 nighthawk the stealth bomber which is yeah. all sorts of goofy looking uh, because it's designed to uh, suppress, scatter, and absorb radar uh, emana- emanations. That's the like triangle one that has like all the flat faces. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. the, there's a famous skunk work story that they were testing out the uh, um, radar absorbing capabilities, and they kept getting back false reads because it, it kept it kept coming back with more radar signature than they expected it. What they realized was there were a couple of birds perching on top of the ship, giving off the radar signature <laughs> that they were that they were receiving. Wow. By the way, um, have you guys been over to the ship page lately? Uh, the the uh, status? Yeah. Yeah. Did, uh, did I have. The, the, did you notice the production stat uh, line item that's been added? It's been added. <coughs> oh, oh, there he goes. He's down again. Sorry. <laughs> yep. Um, I didn't notice this. I hadn't seen this yet. Um, mm-hmm. th- this is brilliant. Like, you can actually see... Uh, without having to dig too deep, you can just look at the ship and see what the status is. When did they do this? A while ago. Wait, wait. you didn't know about this? Apparently he didn't. Apparently I missed How did this. you miss this? Well, I've been sick for two weeks, but that's besides the point. Well, I mean, this is kind of old now. This is old really? we, talked, we talked about it last week, didn't we, John? Wasn't it? It was before. I mean, we talked about it last week, but it came out weeks ago. Oh, right, fine, the, whatever. The first time we talked about it, I'm sure you were here. You had to have been here. No, this is the first time I'm seeing this actual. Like we've we've talked about the um, the ship status page that uh, that James has, but this is the first time that I've noticed this actual line item on the ship page that talks about production stat. Yeah, I, I remember covering this on the show, but somebody in our forums. I'm sorry, I can't remember the name, but. Um, they pointed out that under the re- retaliator, there's a new entry that says retaliator modules one through eighteen. Ooh, interesting. Wow. Interesting. Yeah. So eighteen modules. Point- how many have they shown? Like five? Yeah. yeah, not many. It's also worth pointing out that the retaliator is the only one that lists itself as tech setup for flyable. Uh huh. Yeah, it's true. Well, it's the first. Uh, First multi crew that's multi crew, yeah, yeah. <coughs> yeah. They showed it at uh, Gamescon. Mm-hmm. I saw oh, that my. video. 
Pretty amazing, calm. wasn't it? That was exciting. It was. So let let me ask you, Ace. In in, in various setups, what are some of your ideal types of situation, type of types of ship combinations? For example, um, the uh, one of the things that I noticed when they did the Vanguard um, dock, or when they did the the variants, is that you take, for example, two wardens, a sentinel, and a um, and the bomber variant, whatever whatever that's called, out as a squadron. That's going to be a pretty difficult group to defeat, with the exception of the fact that they're not going to be very fast. Yeah, like you could outrun them, but if they get a hold of you, that's going to be a bit of a challenge to get. It's away all from. over, right? Yeah. Well, we don't know how fast they are. Um, I mean, the from what I understand, that the in, the inspiration behind it was the the P thirty eight lightning. Right. Um, and the lightning as a fighter is actually incredibly fast, but not terribly maneuverable. Um, okay. They, the, uh, they were designed for what's referred to as zoom and boom. Um, you, c- you come screaming in at a target, take your shots, and then disappear just as quickly as you came. And then way out in the distance, roll over and come back in for another pass. Um, and that's sort of the, the impression that I got from these things, the way that they're, the way that they're shaped in the design is that they have these two huge honking engines right that means they probably have a lot of really good straight line speed but that they can't really turn on a dime so uh i would say similar in some respect to uh the f7 series well the you can you can you can turn the f7 pretty well uh, i mean i mean yes it does feel it feels tanky but i get the sense that this is going to feel even more so oh okay. um uh, and I and I think I think tanky in the sense that the F seven is is slower. It's sort of the standard by which all of their craft are sort of judged by. Is it faster than a Hornet or is it slower than a Hornet? Um, right. And it's 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 pretty maneuverable. But I figure that this thing will be. You want to make sure that it's like a dragster. You want to make sure that there's nothing in your way because you're going to be going in that direction pretty quickly. Um. So I would think that you know. That's partly why it has a turret on the back. It's because you you know you have all those forward facing guns and you make your first pass, and then you're relying on your turret gunner to keep you safe as you maneuver back around. Okay. What uh, so what uh, as far so as far as an attack squadron, what would be your perfect world scenario given the ships that we have available to us? Um, if let's, let's assume for the moment we're attacking a large shipment, this is as a, as a random target. Um, I would want, um, let's see here for what we're using. Uh, I would say a pair of gladiuses for straight recon. Um, I would want, uh, super hornets for our superiority and, um, and they would be the the gladius and the and the hornets would be basically pickets pickets escorts. They're they're in to remove any sort of defenses, uh, any sort of um, fighter escort that the ship might have. And then at the end, you would have a pair. You know, uh, you know, bring in the hammer against the anvil. You drop in the uh, the um, uh, gladiators, and they just finish off the target. By the by that point. Uh, hornets and gladiuses would have stripped the target of any sort of defenses, maybe even able to soften it up a little bit. And then the gladiators with those those massive ship-killing weapons 
would uh, would put the final kibosh on the ship. So nice. and then it, and then you call in your reclaimer or your whatever to salvage and and gather equipment whatsoever. I like it. Then the reavers show up. Yeah, exactly. Yay! Did you watch? Did you watch Firefly? Um, I'm still in episode eight. Oh, okay. So good series. Yeah, man. Good series. Yeah. I would like to point out that, and this sort of harkens back to a conversation we had previously, uh, not on this show, uh, but that gray-headed gamer made a very strong argument for the Genesis Starliner being the Serenity in Star Citizen. I agree. I, I agree wholeheartedly. <coughs> there. There's a pretty lengthy thread in the forums about this. Yes. On ah. the first cast. I've heard of that website. I should hope so. Smart people go there. Uh, so, did, so do did I. you guys Sometimes. have any particular ships of these of these roles that either you is there any of these roles that particularly really? I mean, obviously, Jimmy, you're recon, but Gleep or Jonto, do either these roles really interest you? I like the intercept, and I I, I like the three fifty R. You're pretty good at that thing. Uh, it, I'd say you made a pretty strong showing during our uh, Capture the Core games. It, it's a fun ship to fly, and, and it's because, you know, because it accelerates really fast, and the, so the rocks start going by, which is really cool. And um, it's, you know, the armaments are what they are, but, um, you know, it, it just it never hurts to have the fastest ship, I think. Janto? Well, um, superiority. I was gonna Just say you, you 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 were you have been you have been known to lust after the F seven Super Hornet. So I like to shoot things, and I like <laughs> to shoot them a lot. <laughs> I thought that might be might be your position. Um, I have been noting noticing lately that um, in a lot of games I've been playing, I've been enjoying bombing an escort, uh, and, and just sort of like transportation roles, playing a lot of Arma and Planet Side. Maybe not necessarily shooting a lot, but I like flying, so I like being able to do something like that. I'm looking forward to flying the Retaliator in a bombing role. Or the Gladiator, too. I yeah. mean, because, and I think that that's supposed to be coming to Arena Commander before too much longer. I think before we get multi-crew ships, we're supposed to get some sort of um, a bombing, not a maybe not a mission, but um, like a bombing range. That um, would be I, fun. I'm, I'm guessing that's probably going to have to wait until large maps or until large world map, but <coughs> I know they had talked about it before. So, um, yeah, I think I think that that's. Um, and now, what do you think about using the gladiator for the uh, for the superiority? Just sort of the stand there and, and trade punches. Uh, there is there is a precedent for doing it. Um, I mean, there is a, there is such a role as a heavy fighter. Uh, the Germans fielded some Focke-Wulf 190s, which were considered. Um, for the most part, um, interception and, and mild superiority. There were zoom and boom fighters, but the Germans mm-hmm. outfitted them with, with, uh, they took, you know, the, the, it had a huge, huge engine, which made it very good for those roles. Well, they, they up armored a couple of them and then fitted them with heavy guns. Um, and they, and it reduced their capability as, as, as zoom and boom fighters, but oh man, did they hit hard. Um, sounds like, uh, sounds like a, uh, warden to me. Yeah, well, and then and the Americans, the F4U, um, which is the the Corsair, which is by the way what the um, ship in Wing Commander, the movie, is based on, is the F4U Corsair, 
and mm. it's it's a it is definitely a heavy fighter. I mean, uh, the zeros that they were fighting in the Pacific were lightly armored and lightly armed, but um, the late model Corsairs basically could shrug off anything that was sent their way. I mean, the the pilots had a steel plate behind their headrest for heaven's sake. Hmm. So there is precedent for having ships that are designed as capital ship killers and, and then armoring them for fighter combat with the intention that they just they present a wall of steel to the enemy before they can before they get in, engaged in sort of the turn and burn combat that you and I are, are most often used to. Cool. Did you see that recent movie about Louis Zamperini? Uh it was, I think it was called Unstoppable or something. Uh, no. It was a pretty good movie, but I think the, the most impressive part was uh, the scene where they're dogfighting. And I don't know if they're B-52s or whatever, but um, just the special effects and how they did that. And it was just really impressive seeing um, the multiple... Uh, sort of multi-crew action going on i just i th- I thought they did it really good and i would recommend you see that movie are you sure it's unstoppable because i googled unstoppable Un- and it's a it's a denzel washington chris pine movie no it's not that one that one is <laughs> ridiculous um un- i was like i'm not sure this is what he's thinking of <laughs> I, maybe it's unbroken that might be it unbroken i think it came out last year it's about Louis Zamperini, who was a who yes. was a near fatal plane crash during World War II. Olympian Louis Zamperini spends harrowing forty seven days in a raft. So you must be talking about the very beginning of the film, then. Yes, it was in the beginning. Okay, interesting. I'll have to look it up then. Yeah, I think you would enjoy at least that scene. The movie was good, but that scene one was that scene was really impressive. All right. Well. Um... Uh, thanks, Ace. I think this is a this is a good topic and one I'm sure as more functionality gets released to Arena Commander that we will be revisiting over and over again because as uh, I think as more of these roles become available to us, uh, you know, <coughs> we, some of us will develop different uh, different preferences, different tastes and preferences, and uh, um, you know find areas that we're we're better at. So I think it's a, a good conversation to have on uh, on an ongoing basis. Okay. I'm, I cool. can't wait to hear more. Yeah. All right. So, guys, we did um, get the social module this week. We got the PTU, and, and it's uh, it's live now. Um, the rollout to the PTU started happening late uh, Tuesday, so almost a week ago. Um, I first uh, learned about it um, Wednesday when some, I believe it was, um, might have been Mac virus or no, it was uh, somebody. Somebody was posting to the forum saying, "Hey, did who received an invitation?" And so I just went ahead and launched my launcher, and I don't know if it was because I was uh, a PTU guy from before, but they, uh, my little PTU thing was lit up, and I just copied my account over and um, uh, was able to get in uh, uh, that night, Wednesday night. Uh, um, so uh, uh, just the, when I first got in, I mean, just the, the, the word that just came to my mind was just like, wow, you know, it's... Um, it was just so. Um, it was just kind of overwhelming. Um, and Grayheaded Gamer put out a. Um, he wasn't able to get into the v- PTU, but he got into uh, into uh, when 
it went live on Friday. He left work early and he was kind of sort of telling the story about, you know, he went into his boss and said, look, it's, they're releasing to live. I got to go. And he's like, and I guess his boss and him game together. So his boss was like, I totally understand. You go ahead and go. Uh, <laughs> it nice. must be nice That's to have lucky. a gamer as a boss. Yeah, yeah really. Um, so he, uh, anyway, he, um, he put a video out of his, uh, initial reaction, uh, to it. And, uh, it, it's really, really cool to kind of watch him. He's just, he's just staring at stuff with his mouth open, just going, Oh, oh my God. And so anyway, I'll post a link to that video if you haven't seen it, but the, that's exactly the way that I felt, um, when, when I went into it and, uh, Mac virus and I hooked up inside and we were able to get together by sync dropping. And uh, we went to all the stores. We went, you know, cruising around all the back alleys and skyways. We, we kicked litter together, you know. We, we skipped around kicking litter. It was really cool. Ace and, um, I, uh, Ace and I hung out. Yep. Yep. We hung out, yeah. the, we hung out the bar and did baby's first role play. Uh, I poured yep. him a drink. It was fun. <laughs> and, uh, you know, it just, it felt, it felt like, you know, arriving. You know, it felt like, you know, we, we've been waiting and, you know, there, you know, haters are going to hate, and there are people that are criticizing. Well, there's nothing to do there, but it's you know, it's and it's you know, some people complaining that it's just all it is is what we saw at Gamescom, and it is only what we saw at Gamescom. But we're the one in there driving. We're the one in there deciding where we want to go, and we're the one going up on the dance floor and dancing. Um, and well, uh, the thing is too that Tony Tony Zervik was very clear that you know this is the first iteration and. I think anybody that has, you know, that is complaining about it has either not been paying attention or is not genuinely involved in the community because we all know what it was like when Ace, when Arena Commander was first launched. Mm -hmm. It's it's the exact, it's the exact same thing. Well, and Arena Commander when it first launched was, was rudimentary at best. Yeah. And this, it's the exact same thing with the, with the the social module. But It's, it's better. It's better because, I mean, I was in there for I don't know ninety minutes and no crashes, no glitches. Yeah, I mean That's it true. was so smooth. I mean it was yes, it's simple in what's being presented, but it's presented so well. I mean yeah, it's basically you you, you get off the bus and you walk around in a town you don't know that you you know kind of after a while figure out, you know I don't think the people here are happy, um, but it's <laughs> really cool to uh, to to do that. So. I think part of the reason why people find it so boring is because it's so smooth. Like you just you just walk in and you're just like, okay, we'll take a tour around. You see everything, and then by the time you're done, you're like, okay, well that was mm-hmm. neat. But I mean, yeah. you, nobody nobody says, well, man, I didn't crash. That's thank God. It's like, well, I I went and I saw the stuff and I went all the places and I had fun. That was nice. I mean, I it's not like it. it's not like when you go like if if you go to like Disneyland. It's like, oh god, the ride is glitching out. You don't think about that sort of thing. All you're thinking about is, oh, this is a good time. I'm enjoying this. Exactly. Exactly. And I think, um, you know, I think there's there's certain little things um, that I think are going to help. Uh, I think, you know, and I know this might seem silly, but when they when they flip the switch to allow you to start interacting with the social module, in other words, sitting in chairs, mm-hmm. um, you know, buying stuff. Uh, that's when it's really going to start to come to life. You know, right now, it's um, it's the first pass at it. A lot of the functionality is turned off. So yeah, basically, what you're getting is the ability to walk around in it and chat with your friends. 
But when they start turning functionality on, like when you're able to sit at the bar, you know, and have friends all sit around and just it becomes a little bit more interactive. It becomes a little bit more social because you you feel like you're not just walking around in the bar, but that you're interacting with the bar when you're able to go into cubbyhole and purchase a weapon. So I think once they get persistence in, once they start turning on more and more of the features, it'll feel more alive. But the very first pass is great. It doesn't crash. It, it's uh, smooth and it's beautiful. I can't mm-hmm. wait until I can sit in a chair. I know. I, I really want to sit in a chair and I want to walk again. I, I hate sprinting. I cannot. I cannot overstate how crazy I am about the uh, the option to sit in a chair in a video game. Um, <laughs> I love oh. I I love Guild Wars and I I really really enjoy it and I think the world is gorgeous. But for God's sake, Arena Net. Let me sit in a chair for heaven's sake. <laughs> yeah, that was a big point of contention for me with um, Knights of the Old Republic. For yeah. the longest time, um, they uh, or uh, Star Wars The Old Republic, I should say. Um, for the longest time, you, you couldn't interact with the universe, and it was, and it was a full live game. I, I mean, really, if you think about it, the, the way that, old, that Star Wars The Old Republic launched as far as interaction with the universe... It's not that far off from the way that the social mod has just launched. No, I, and I remember playing. I played uh, uh, Star Wars: Old Republic. My uh, one of my wife's stepdads got us the game, and we all played it together. And and it felt sort of like like you're walking through a park. Like it's like, yeah. oh, look, there's that. That's cool. That's neat. All right, on to the next place. Here we go. But like you couldn't sit down and hang out and just uh, just sort of relax. Um, yeah. And the mix. I mean. And it felt sort of like it was taunting you because some of those space stations had like benches. It's like, why is, why do you have yep. a bench here if I can't sit down on it? Exactly. And I think, um, you know, it sounds like a small thing, but I think once they flip the switch and allow you to start sitting down, <coughs> excuse me, um, I think it really will lend itself to that that sense of um, interacting with that space. And it will it'll be a big step in bringing it to life. I think it's worth pointing out that it, in the social module, uh, people were trying out different uh, uh, emotes, and by far and away, the most common emote I saw people trying to do was slash sit. Yeah. Yep. John. John. Yeah. Are, are you upset that you can't sit down? I don't care. <laughs> we don't care that you don't care. We care. Yeah, I, I understand. I mean, you guys aren't probably aren't really big MMO players, but for a lot of MMO players, that that, is, that is something that we love to do is being able to just yeah. sort of hang out and sit and just chill with people. I sit behind a desk all day long. I get home, I want to go run. Damn it, run! <laughs> no, it's it's um it's a really good point that Ace brings up as far as MMO players, um, not just gamers in general, but MMO players. Yeah. We want we want to interact with that with that universe. We desperately want to feel like you know that we're a part of that, and we're not. It's not just scenery. Look, guys, Star Citizen is basically a sitting simulator. You're gonna be able to sit. Fifty percent of the game is sitting. It's true. A to be fair, simulator. I like it. To be fair, we do spend a lot of time on our butts in our cockpits. I mean, right yeah. now, that's all we do. When you're playing the game, <laughs> you're sitting. What do you guys want? So it's the first time you stand up, then you complain you can't sit. <laughs> well, that and walking. you got to start walking Walking would again. be nice, yeah. 
Oh, is there no pleasing you? No, not really. No, it's, listen, <laughs> something I, all, you should learn about MMO players. Is there's yeah, never, exactly. We're no never happy. Us. Um, all kidding aside, it, it is a beautiful first pass, and when they start um, opening up the faucets, it's going to be absolutely incredible. Oh. Well, my favorite bit was standing by the big bay window in the Jobwell building and just watching the guys load boxes on the Connie. I mean, that ship was so, so pretty. And uh, I went back out on Thursday evening and uh, got into uh, in the game with Buckshot. And uh, we weren't able to get into the same instance, but we we're kind of cruising around the same places. And, and uh, Mount was out there. We were, were chatting with him. But um, I was uh, I was hanging out in Jobwell watching the Connie. And occasionally, I guess there was a way to glitch onto the landing platform if you yeah. jumped just right. And occasionally, so these guys walking back and forth, carrying boxes, and then occasionally some idiot would come bouncing around, running around in circles, going, hey, hey. <laughs> So are you saying that I was that idiot? <laughs> I don't I don't know. I don't know, I, but I it, totally glitched down there. It was one of the first things I did. It was yeah. so funny. It was so funny cuz cuz like the guy didn't even like go run over to the ship. He was just like running around and he jump up on top of a box and go, "Hey!" <laughs> I was uh, I was trying to wave to people that I saw staring out the window. Maybe that was you. Maybe. Maybe. That's one of the neat things about the, about our corp, and, the, and again, at, if we're gonna go gaga over an inane things, being able to look out windows and see people walking around below you is a really neat thing. Yeah, yeah um, I agree. At one point, uh, uh, I there's there is an alleyway that I would in in real life I would feel very uncomfortable walking down behind the uh, the bar, and I I looked up I looked up at the uh, from where I was, and I was like, wait a minute, that's 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 the bar I'm looking at through the window, and I told Jimmy, and Jimmy came over and looked out the window, and like it's like if if something was going on back there, like a fight or like you you could conceivably watch someone having like a, a an RP experience, like they're getting mugged or something or completing a mission outside the window, and yeah. what a what an engrossing experience that would be. I, I'm really really restraining myself by not making a Kitty Genovese joke. Probably a good idea. Yeah, Nobody would get it anyway, so let's no. just move on. <laughs> All right. So um, uh, Buckshot had a, an excellent idea. He was uh, thinking that we need to get in there uh, when uh, when we get a chance and all of us put our... Uh, put our, our F2 on so that we can, uh, our augmented reality. And uh, we need a um, those guys with the ship's pipe, enter your name <coughs> here, uh, group photo. Let's do it. Yeah. I think we yeah. should photos, group photos cool. We should bring back the Harlem Shake. <laughs> we, we, do the first, we could totally bring back the Harlem Shake. We should do the first Star Citizen Harlem Shake. I I, I necessitate to point out that uh it's gonna be a bunch of, of creepy white dudes that are bald and wearing armor. But That's fine. That's, that's the fun. best Harlem Shake. <laughs> I gotta say the the I I cannot wait for them to had some some character uh, customization because creepy white dude with a really really intense frown is a little unsettling. Yeah, I'm looking forward to um at the very I I know from what I'm saying that at the very start we'll be able to at least start buying clothes, um so that'll be a nice um that'll be a nice change of pace to at least start being able to buy clothes and start kind of customizing. Uh, your avatar. I'm, I'm again a bit of a narcissist, so I am cannot wait for character customization. That's really, really high 
on my list of wants and desires. So I know it's a little ways down. I think initially it's going to be clothing, uh, you know, and then I'm not sure when they, they've talked about character creation and it seems like it's not that far off, but they haven't, they've been very vague about when they're going to roll that out. Yeah, but I what's in the work? Well, that I when they uh, probably when they open the the cassava place. Yeah. Well, that'll be clothing for sure when that opens up. But uh, I don't think character customization will be in that first pass at that uh, when that opens. Well, yeah. they said that you'd be able to put clothing on before like actual yeah. customization. Yeah. Interesting. Oh. Does it fit? Okay, I had a question. Does anybody else feel like the pace of updates and the pace of changes are coming a little bit faster than they have in the past? Yeah, and they've said as much, too, um, that we're going to start to see stuff um, coming down the pike faster and faster. And I think, um, and we, I'd mentioned this in the last show, I think one of the reasons why they moved forward with the social mod um, in lieu of Star Marine's delays was so that they could start pushing out updates faster and faster. Because I think a lot more of the social mod or a lot more of the, the different aspects of the Persistent Universe are much further along than we think they are. Yep, I agree. We got so, it. We got that wow. uh, that awkward pause in there. Yeah, awkward pause. So, are we okay? Show of hands, successful launch, social module. Yeah, totally. I'm raising my hand right now. I am raising my hand as well. I'm halfway raising my hand because this weekend it was very difficult to get in. Good point. Good point. Uh, when I, I got into the PTU and I popped right in and there were just a, a couple of other, you know, like half a dozen other people in there. Um, I did notice that it was a little bit more crowded when we went out there last night. Um, yeah, so, totally. Um, so a little a little bit more difficult. But um, uh, I think, you know, that's that's why they did it the way that they did it. They released it to, uh, to the select few uh, first just because... Uh, that way they were able to uh, see how it worked under more optimal conditions and then they open the floodgates and see where it breaks. Yeah, even yeah, Sandy exactly. couldn't get in this weekend. So, I mean, what's wrong with you guys? Ladies first. <laughs> Speaking of female avatars, seriously. Agreed. Seriously. Goes, goes up there with customer with uh, character creation and sitting. Yeah, although the the game right now currently, I know that there are a lot of um, female players, but I think that the overwhelming majority is male. So I'd be curious as to see how many dudes roll female characters. Well, we, we know <coughs> something about you MMO players. Yeah, well, stereotypes <laughs> abound. Yeah, stereo, stereotypes do abound. <laughs> All right, well, speaking of last night's meetup, we had about a dozen we actually had closer to 15 i think guys uh, come out uh aaron ender came out ace was there avi was there dietrich uh jopez stags who's a friend of ace uh, who hasn't quite got the game yet but uh, he's getting closer i think um solid dusty tam demonium yellow stag the mount easy johnny 11b freedom ajax jimmy was there turd taros gangster fable junkyard igloo and lucivar um, so we, we hung out in the social module for a while. Um, we played with our emotes, and uh, we watched uh, other players trying to glitch into onto the the Connie platform. Uh, we had some guys that were also out there playing some Arma Three and some Elite Dangerous. Um, so uh, it was a it was a good turnout last night, and and then we played some Capture the Core. We had uh, we had limited success, I think. Ace, wouldn't you say that last night was 
not as successful as it has been in previous um, uh, tries. Um, and I, I don't know, just luck of the draw, I suppose. I would wholeheartedly agree, yes. Yeah. Um, but, you know, we were able to we were able to get into matches together, but then, um, uh, you know, some of us, uh, I don't, I don't think anybody actually crashed out, but we had we we suffered other trials. I still um, really want to do an Aurora LN as a core capture game mode. That was that was a, a good idea, and it worked really well until your teammate, <clears throat> me, uh, uh, disconnected. They, it, yeah, well, no, I didn't disconnect. It wouldn't let me respawn. That's right. It just it, it stuck me in spectator mode and said, "You stay there." So for um, for for uh, the posterity of the podcast, it was me and an Aurora LN against what three other people? Yeah, yeah, yeah pretty much. Um, and by pretty much, I mean exactly what you said. <laughs> All right. So um, anyway, as we had mentioned before, uh, next Sunday night is going to be sort of an informal meet, uh, eh, informal meetup uh, because we are going to be on vacation officially. But um, uh, the plan, Jimmy, I think, is for anyone who has not uh, earned their aggressor badge to come on out and folks are going to help uh, other folks. Guys are going to help guys. Uh, get to uh, wave eighteen so they can earn that badge for themselves. Yeah, I am. Uh, I am one of the folks that um, has not had an opportunity to hit eighteen. And Ace and I had talked about it, and uh, I know he'll be around, and I'll be around, and anybody that just hasn't had a chance to get to uh, eighteen and get the uh, aggressor patch and be able to fly the glaive, um, we're going to do it on Sunday. We're going to do it to it. Sunday the fourth at <coughs> six p.m. Pacific. So uh, yep. All right. Um, so speaking of community, guys, what's going on in duck community from around the interverse? First, 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 first. You love that artificial echo, 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 echo. We just need to get like an echo plugin for him. Yeah, we good. totally need an echo plugin for him. Uh, lots of good stuff um, from uh, Twitter, from the hashtag uh, those guys with ships, hashtag TGWS. Uh, Freedom uh, said that uh, I was the jelly to the verse cast donut uh, from my absence last week. He had said that uh, he felt that something was missing. Thank you. <laughs> and uh, thank you to everyone that wished me well um, while being sick. I am on the mend and I appreciate it very much. Uh, Turd is still looking for fantasy footballers. Seriously, people. There's got to be at least a couple more. What does he need? Like two people? I'm I, 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 I'm going to level with you. I'm going to level with you here, Jimmy. We're a video game based organization around a space sim. Probably not a whole lot of us who are fantasy flight, we're fantasy football people as well. Listen, I'm not going to argue with you. I'm not a fantasy footballer, um, but I'm just trying to help my brother turret out. <laughs> a lot John. of gamers are into sports. Yeah, that's true. That's that true. Is true. John, tell us a little bit about Pulsar. So you posted um, uh, a little bit about the game on uh, in the hashtag. What's the story? Yeah, so Pulsar is a sort of multi-crew ship s- simulator game. Um, it's a five-player co-op game where you have a ship uh, and everybody has a role on that ship. So you can either be captain, pilot, um, science dude uh what are the other ones uh engineer and something else and you each need to man your stations and make sure everything's working right and um it is first person so it's 
you know you're actually interacting with stuff um and the moment to moment gameplay is you're flying your ship around in the universe and in the galaxy i don't know i'm not sure how big it is i think it's randomly generated um but there will be enemy ships that you have to take out um and then there are planets that you can land on and there will be aliens on those planets and things to discover and it's it's just a really neat game and it's just developed by two brothers um and i actually found it on kickstarter a couple years ago um backed it there and then i've just been kind of following it ever since and a few other guys with ships have the game and we've actually played a few months ago um but they are releasing beta the full beta version uh pretty soon here and actually it might be out i think what i posted was like the announcement for the beta um but you should watch that that trailer for the beta release cuz it kind of shows off everything that the game has to offer at this point yeah and it looks like fun yeah it's a it's pretty neat it's kind of like star citizen only without the multi massive multiplayer online <coughs> aspect and um it's kind of it's it's obviously it's simpler cuz it's just it's an indie yeah. game um, but it's kind of a neat sort of way to get the feeling of what Star Citizen will be. Maybe um, maybe a little bit like Artemis? Yes. Like Artemis, only you're actually walking around in the world. Ah, ah. Yeah, you and actually you can... have a player character, and you're walking around. like, And you have a gun, so when you go down to planet surfaces, you can shoot stuff and interact with chests and loot and stuff cool. nice and then um master uh tachilla posted uh some uh cool uh female fan art uh again chicks we need them we we we, we would like them um you know we we are big fans of the female players uh in star citizen and we'd like to see them represented but uh really cool fan art the female and guys with the ships. female the female guys with ships yes uh, Umarath uh, posted uh, most recently a really cool um, British, a new uh, new British naval ship. Is it a sub? Have you guys seen this? I think it's a sub. Yeah. It yeah. looks like a sub um, or, or may, maybe, uh, you know, a, a radar, uh, radar vanishing. Easier words. A radar yeah, thing. Again, still sick. Um, but yeah, I, I guess it's a sub. It does seem like it would be very sub-like, but it's pretty amazing looking. It's a stealth sub. Yep. Maybe yep, it I... turns into a plane and goes underwater also. It's a plane was... sub. The Someone plane has been sub, watching huh? too much James Bond, clearly. I think so. <laughs> da -da -da -da. Oh, uh, my God. If you head over to the uh, Star Citizen hashtag, um, there is, you know, I mean, aside from... There's a ton of art core pictures. There's a ton of reviews. Um, but uh, Melanos posted a video of uh, him flying a Merlin around Art Corp. You guys seen this? What? Yeah, I saw that. Mm, no. Yes. Um, he, if you go over to uh, the official RSI site, uh, he tells you how it's done. Basically, what he says is go to the Star Citizen folder. And change the uh, PAK file from uh, Art Corp to Arena Commander's Broken Moon. Go to Arena Commander and choose Free Flight Merlin Broken Moon. You'll appear in the Art Corp elevator. Wow. 
Yeah, and the YouTube video shows him he is flying around Art Corp. Wow. Yeah, yeah it, it's buggy, it's glitchy, it's crazy. Can't but, fly very far. Yeah, but it's, he is flying Art Corp around Art Corp. Teeny tiny as far as the map size goes. Yeah. I am uh, I am not smart enough to play with moving things around in a folder, so I will not be doing that. But uh, really impressive video. Speaking of uh, Milanos, he uh, also posted a glass retaliator picture. Did you guys see that? Yeah, yeah, I did see those. Super cool. Love, um, love all the glass renders that uh, that he's doing. I wonder if there's any thought of actually like legit turning those into, um, you know, real world items. I think there was. I I, I think he was uh, he was talking about um, making one of them. I I can't remember what it was. If if they were if he was asking what people would think uh, was the coolest one to turn into an actual model. Nice, nice. There's um, there there's so much that has happened in the Star Citizen hashtag and just in the last forty eight uh, hours that I it's just just go check it out. There's just tons of cool stuff happening right now. Um, Twitter in general. Um, uh, speaking of uh, female uh, gamers, uh, I'm gonna butcher this. Uh, Wallexefas, sure. Um, AKA <laughs> AKA Nats. How does uh, it feel, Jimmy? Yeah, totally. Uh, she posted uh, how to get into the Connie or get to the Connie in uh, the social module, and uh, the link that she posted is in YouTube, and it works. I, I tried it. I, I watched the link. Um, you can also find it in Reddit, and uh, it's basically. Go to go to the corner where the where the uh, where the gates meet. Um, not in the corner, but face the gate. Wiggle your camera until you pop through, and then go downstairs. Jump off the ledge. Make sure you land on the staircase below, and you are there at the Connie. Very cool. Yeah, yeah, very very cool stuff. Um, if you uh, go over to official RSI, did you guys uh, have a chance to check out the Mumble Skin? Yes. I saw that, yeah. Ooh, I need to get that. Yes, where is that? Uh, the link is in uh, the show notes. It'll be on the forums as well. But it uh, totally works. I, I did it uh, very painless. You have to basically create a skins folder in your Mumble folder. Uh, and then just uh, download the uh, docs, uh, load them into that folder, then go into Mumble, uh, go into the customizing settings, and boom, you're done. You just got to close it out and open it back up again, and your mumble looks like uh, something from Star Citizen. Okay, I won't very do it nice. right now. Then we'll wait. Yeah, we'll wait until later. Then I have very, it running cool. right now. Very nice. And then uh, just uh, going, continuing with Star Citizen, uh, they uh, most recently posted a Star Citizen on social media. Uh, link on the main page and uh, it's it makes it a little bit easier for fans to connect with uh, CIG throughout social media uh, it's basically Facebook uh, Twitter um, you know that the, that but that's not where you're gonna get your primary news you're gonna get it from the site but they're great ways to find them in different social media outlets uh, one thing that they also put uh, posted was uh, www.imastarcitizen.com, and uh, very very cool stuff. It's a great way to show your pride in being a star citizen. Uh, they have the trading cards there that they're starting to post now. You may have seen those on online. 
Uh, there are digital trading cards that look like the old Tops trading cards from when you were kids, but they have um, Star Citizen ships and uh, Star Citizen uh, de developers as well. And uh, they have a really cool uh, card generator for, uh, for the players, for the community. Uh, have you guys had a chance to create your own uh, ID card? My card is stupid. Aww. <laughs> Aww. That's sad. It my, is sad. My info card is awesome. Under assignment, I have verse cast. Very nice. Uh, boy. <laughs> uh huh. Uh, my motto is aim to uh, misbehave, of course. Uh, but it's really cool. And again, it's um, www.iamastarcitizen.com. Uh, great place to go. You go and it's really easy to generate the card and show your pride for a game that, you know, we all love and we all support. The only Jonto is my wingman. Uh, I put uh, those guys with ships <laughs> as my wingman. Aww. But uh, yeah, a lot of great stuff. John, what's going on over at versecast.org? Yeah, so actually uh, T'Challa also posted on the Those Guys With Ships Steam Group boards. Um, which we aren't really using. Uh, we kind of just uh, keep the forum goodness over on versecast.org. But he posted the repopulation. He's just wondering if anybody plays the repopulation. So if you are, head over to the Steam group and reply to his thread that he created over there. Um, so Mac Virus posted those guys with your ships. Let's talk piracy. <laughs> um, so And he was just bringing up some... Uh, some points that he he thought were worth talking about about piracy and uh, some of the questions he asked were do you plan on being a pirate or do you plan on hunting them what is your opinion of piracy and its effects on gameplay in the verse what do you believe the penalties should be for regular piracy uh, death yes death I that's plan, what I said I plan on avoiding them I plan on killing all of them yes so if you, you have are a pirate, <laughs> sorry, can Lazy Town reference. You have to, you have to go go to Lazy Town. Okay. <laughs> um, so if you have anything to add to that conversation, it's going on right now. Um, Dietrich's TGWS music playlist. So ah. Dietrich took all of the songs that have been added to the "What Are You Listening To" thread and added it to a YouTube playlist. Ooh. Um, oh nice so yeah wow. you can head over there and find that and you can i'm sure you can you can shuffle youtube playlists so uh if you just want to listen to what those guys with ships are listening to then uh that's the easiest way to do it uh mac virus <coughs> also posted a thread covering the next three known concept ship sales that have been confirmed by chris roberts in latest 10 for last week's 10 for the chairman um, and they are the Endeavor, Crucible, and Prowler, and he just sort of outlines what each of them are going to be, uh, or at least what information we have already, uh, and he has a poll on whether you'll be picking any of them up, uh, so that's kind of a neat thread, and thanks to MacVirus for sort of putting new information into a easy, easily digestible, uh, forum thread for us he also did the same thing with some other information i think it was the uh the e-war doc um he sort of just outlined all of the the best information 
Um, so thanks, MacVirus, for doing that stuff. Um, Master Yoda posted how to fix Windows warning shield and the broken icon on the launcher. So uh, when you nice. when you boot up Star Citizen, it brings up that Star Citizen or Windows warning, the security thing. It's called um, the UAC. That, yes. So user, there's a way. User account control. Okay. <laughs> there's a way to get rid of that, and it's super involved. So I'm too lazy to do it. But if you wanted to, if it really bugs you, you can get rid of it. You know, you could just as easily hold down shift, right-click, and run as administrator. That's the same purpose. What? Yeah. If you if you have an icon on your desktop, hold down shift, right-click on the icon, and select run as administrator. Oh. That's all the, all, that's all the UAC does is it wants to make sure that you're the administrator of the, of the machine you're running. But when you set something to run as administrator, it asks you when you launch it. So, right-click... Huh, what do you know? It does. Yeah, because goofy. When something wants to run as administrator, that's when it needs to confirm. Right? Change, change, oh, here we go. Change when these notifications appear. Got it. Okay, I see. Yeah, you can change that. But I, you probably shouldn't. It's probably no. a good thing. Yes. Um, but we know that Star Citizen is okay, so. One hopes. Yeah. But um, you can also fix the broken icon on the launcher, which is annoying to me. But uh, I'm also too lazy to fix it. <laughs> <laughs> I would um, agree with you on that. Yeah. Uh, Tabascoid posted about having a European weekly meetup uh, because it is pretty late for uh, those across the pond uh, for our regular weekly meetup. Um, and he's yeah. got a few replies there. So if you are in Europe and you would like to participate in a meetup, but it's just too darn late for you, then head ho head over there and uh, put in your two cents. The sun never sets on those guys with ships. So, um, you know, and it's only going to get more so. So, uh, guys, uh, hook up, play together. I played together and I feel great. <laughs> That's awesome. All right. Well, um, very, very cool. We also, um, real quickly, uh, we've got some new members, guys. Uh, in the organization, we've got 195 members. Uh, uh, last week, or since last week, we've had four new people join. We had Grumpy Grandpa join. Gleep? He said hi. Hmm? <laughs> Gleep. Ouch. Ouch. Wow. That was, that, was, up, that was really well timed, Jonto. I've been, I'm one of the original members. <laughs> oh, okay. I thought you hadn't joined yet. I'm number three, actually. <laughs> Hi, I've been listening to your excellent podcast all the way from sunny Norway and would love to join your merry group. I'm a total newbie, still haven't tried anything more than AC drone games, but in love with the game nonetheless. I sport an Aquila. Freelancer Max, Hornet, Mustang, and an Aurora. Hope you have space for one more member. Keep up the good work. We Always. do, and you are. So welcome aboard. Steel Toad Ninja. Now, Steel Toe is a friend of yours, uh, Ace? College buddy, yep. 
Oh, okay. Uh, it says, hey, this is Steel Toad Ninja from the Versecast Mumble channel. Just thought I'd go ahead and officially apply for the org. You guys seem pretty awesome. Ace Azamine actually got me into Star Citizen. I currently own a Taurus, and I have no idea whether or not I'm going to melt it into something else before launch. Good flying. Signed, Steel Toad Ninja. Uh, Templeton19 joined us, said, hey there, I've got just the basic starter package, Mustang from the August 2015 deal. Lots of enthusiasm for when this game is eventually released, and even more confusion regarding the overwhelming amount of data slash stuff in the game. I enjoy listening to your podcast, though I'm only on the fourth episode. This must have been the guy I was thinking of. Listening while I go to and from work in crappy DC traffic. God, yep. man, can you imagine listening to the fourth, John, listening to episode number four in traffic? What is hell? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's funny. Um, I can completely relate to uh, to what he's talking about when <clears throat> when I first really jumped into the game. Um, I, like I had uh, I had been following the game for a while, and then when arena when arena commander first went live that was when i decided to back i was like okay there's something besides a hangar available so i'm gonna go ahead and back and jump in and i completely fell in love with the game but i was also completely overwhelmed by the sheer volume of information that was available you know and it was like i didn't know what to do first do i follow, do i read the lore do i go back through you know archives and, and try and get caught up and it is completely overwhelming, but I can tell you, hang in there. Eventually, you'll get caught up to speed. Heaven forbid. Yep. I can't imagine what it's like someone who is joining like today, who just like went out. Oh God, yeah, today. seriously. How much there is to like, like you know, their friends are like, oh yeah, we're doing this thing in the game, and there's this stuff that's out here. Oh, and by the way, go check the archive. There's a year and a half worth of content back there. You might want to take a look at. Yeah, and then another two years of content before that. Yeah. yeah. Uh, NCR 100. I don't think that stands for National Cash Register. It might. But that's what comes to mind. New California? For anyone playing Fallout? Nice Chris, R nice Chris Roberts. <laughs> Never <laughs> with cry that. a river. Never cry a river. Oh, that's so sad. No, Hi. no, that's happy. Never cry a river? Yeah. Okay, I guess. Okay, turn that frown upside down, kind of like that. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> All right. Anyway, NCR100 says, Hi, I found Star Citizen by looking up Elite, the old game. I was feeling nostalgic. Years later, here we are. I have an Aurora LN and want to buy, sell, and trade. Well, welcome aboard. <coughs> There's other guys with ships that want to do that, too. Um, and over on the website, we have uh, some new members. We have Gek joined us, as did Amontillado and Rift. So welcome, guys. It's good to have you on the website. Post early, post often in the forums. Introduce yourself if you haven't already. It's a great way to get started out there. Um, and then emails. We got some emails. Uh, Gremlick said, mates, and I'm guessing he's probably from Australia. Uh, says, as I listened to you guys on episode 42, I was surprised to hear you talking about the possibility that CIG might develop the capability to use other display devices for ship systems, etc. And I thought, how could those guys with ships totally miss the Rocat power grid option, which currently oh, exists, yeah. which would permit CIG the opportunity to not waste money on this feature? 
for shame. Rocat Power Grid is a free download, by the way. Will and I'm going to add links to some videos he provided uh, showing uh, uh, demoing uh, this product. Um, and so he says, "Cheers, Gremlick." Uh, that's his RSI name. He's also known as Dwarf. Uh, that's his comms handle, and um, and his mother probably calls him Mike. Uh, by the way, Aww. yours and Guard Frequencies are my favorite podcast. It's the personalities that make the difference. Oh, thank you. <laughs> and uh, Lacondi uh, wait, uh, piped wait, up. Wait, in... wait, wait! You gotta yes. give you gotta give little buffer time so that I can add some comments. So, because there's three we're, other we're, people, we're running long. Gleef's, no, we're it, running long. Gleef's powering through. I got yeah, okay. I just gonna roll. Yeah, grumpy grandpa doesn't like to wait for nothing. <laughs> I'm having a seizure over here. I just want to say something. Okay, I have used. <laughs> just better be good. I use Power Grid a little bit, like Condi says. Oh my god. <laughs> Episode 43, in which uh, John too has John, an aneurysm. John has an aneurysm. Okay, I'm sorry, John. Go ahead. Oh, see, it's not really <laughs> worth all of this. No, John, talk to us about your Rocat Power Grid. Okay, I use Power Grid a little bit, and it's nice, and it's really customizable. Um, there are things about it that I think could be better, um, but also... The fact that you have to customize it so much to get it to where you want it, um, it, I think it would be easier for us mm-hmm. and probably better um, and more integrated if CIG made their own app or something along those lines uh, that was actually made alongside the game. Yeah, um, I would so, agree with that. Yeah, I, so, I was looking in the Rocat um, as well, and it does seem very, very cool. But yeah, I agree. It's kind yeah. of. So, it, does it run on a tablet or something? Yeah, it runs on okay. a i device or uh, Android. Um, uh-huh. So it it really is. It's just a an app with a grid on it, and you connect it to your PC, and there's an app that runs on your PC as well. And each one of the buttons on the grid can be a macro or it can launch a program or it can press keys or make a sound or um, it can do multiples of those things with one press. Um, so it's kind of like uh, what you call it, the talking thing that you uh, can, voice attack. It's, yeah. yeah. It's kind of like voice attack. Um, only you're executing them by tapping a button on your phone instead of saying it with your voice. So. With your fingers, yeah. So, so I hope uh, hope that was worth it. All the that pain was, I went through. That was totally <laughs> worth it, John. Totally. Thank worth you. It. Thank you for your service. Golf clap. Oh God! I'm glad we could get that, that on audio. Thanks. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. You're welcome. You're welcome. Um, like Condi, is it okay now? Is it safe? Yeah, it, yeah, you, safe? yeah. You can go. Okay, thank you. Uh, Lycondi uh, sent us an email, and this is a long one. He said, "Star map at CitizenCon." That's it. Oh, it's a prediction. I like I it. I believe it is. Yes, I believe it's a prediction. Yep. Um, and have we ever known him to be wrong? No. All right. Has he ever made a prediction before? No. That's, That's not the okay. point. That's not the point. Those things out. <laughs> 
glad we could establish this baseline. Yeah. All right. And um, I got a couple emails uh, to my uh, personal email address. And uh, one, the first one was from Ian. He says, hey, Gleep, so I have a few questions. Will there be multiple servers or one massive server that everyone plays on? And two, I plan on playing with a few real-life friends and have us be in an org by ourselves. Is there a way I can join you without actually joining you? That's deep. Uh, can you explain that and tell me how? So I think uh, this is, as far as we know, it's it's all going to be one server, correct? Yeah. It'll it'll be one server with multiple instances. So right. we'll all live on the, on the same server, yeah, but we may not be on the same... Uh, in the same instance, but they've talked about uh, that they're going to eventually be able to develop it, develop it to where, you know, if you're grouped with friends um, or, you know, uh, you can switch over to their instance within within a reasonable amount of um, people. So there are actually three parts to Star, Star Citizen. There's Squadron 42, which is the single player campaign. There is Star Citizen, the Persistent Universe, which is a, a mega server that everyone will be on, and it's instanced. And then there are going to be private servers, which can be hosted by anyone, and you can set up your own rules. We don't know what the world will be like on private servers, um, but there will be that option. Vendus will figure that all out for us. Yes. <laughs> oh, yeah. All right. And then, um, um, well, and then as far as uh, joining the uh, org without joining the org, John, you want to clarify? Yeah, so you can be in up to 10 orgs. Uh, your first org, or one of your orgs, is your primary org. Um, and then the other nine are going to be your, your affiliate orgs. Um, and that really has no bearing uh, on your account or your, your character or anything right now other than that primary org is the one that shows on your main profile page. Um, so that's that's how it works. You can So, so yes, you can uh, join us without actually joining us. You can be an affiliate with us, but we still <laughs> want you to come over to the site and come play with us and stuff. Yeah, totally. Absolutely. So we hope that helped you out uh, there, Ian. Um, Handsome Devil emailed today, and he said, Well, hello. I'm looking at possibly upgrading my ship, but I need the word of three magnificent... He's got four today. Uh, of, the, of, of the magnificent three. So magnificent four doesn't rhyme anymore. Apparently, well, it's like I, the, like the three ran. Well, no, it's like the three musketeers. Oh, that's true. Good point. Uh, he has a Mustang Beta. He calls it the Griswold and was looking towards the Cutlass Black. I see more potential when the PU hits if I have the Cutlass, cargo, troop, transport, and better guns, etc. But I know that it could be targeted because it has been deemed the pirate flagship. My primary look towards what my role will be is some cargo and just running around doing side jobs until I can get a bigger ship. I'm looking for a discussion or insight for this. Thanks, fellas, and keep this podcast rocking. I think the Cutlass is a perfect choice for what he wants to do. Agreed. Um, yeah, if he's looking to start out small and eventually move up to a bigger ship, absolutely Cutlass Black, hands down. Um, I'm, I'm planning on using my Cutlass Black um, in Nullsec 
uh, to run around and, and grab smaller parcels of car- cargo, bring them back to my cargo bay, and then put them into my uh, Andromeda. So I think for darting around the galaxy and doing small jobs, uh, it's going to be a great ship. I, I, if he's worried about being painted as a pirate, maybe he should consider a blue or a red. Yeah, yeah, the blue's got a better shield, uh, if, if I remember correctly, better shielding and better armor. So, mm-hmm. it's rarer though. There, I don't think you can um, you can get them as easily. Yeah, yeah. We have a Although, a recurring theme with uh, a reference from the first show popping up in the second show. What is that, John? Vacation. <laughs> the Griswold. Yeah. Mm-hmm, it's true. Vacation is peppering both shows. That's right. Some of us have already left. <laughs> and by somebody, I mean me. But you're still here. Yes, you are still here. Although he's still here, but I think mentally he's not here. <laughs> yeah, well, it's been quite some time, actually. Someone has the smell of the barn in their nose. What? Sorry, oh. that's an equestrian <laughs> reference. Oh. What? It's... Okay, I apologize. It's an equestrian reference. It simply means that when a horse gets close to the barn, they can smell it, and then they, they, they speed up, generally. Whatever, whatever fancy horse-riding guy. My sister did dressage and hunter-jumper in high school, so sue me. Listen, you stop with your big horse words, okay? <laughs> God. <laughs> Those guys with horses. All right, those guys with equestrians. Those guys getting ready to go on vacation. That's right. So, so if, if, uh, oh, do we have more things to talk about? I don't know. Uh, anybody I don't know, John. Go else? ahead. Um, <laughs> I'm I sorry. Mean, I, was... I don't mean to. I don't mean to talk over people. If I mean, I was just wondering. You know, if you guys were into Tamagotchi, and you wanted to create a community around it, where could you possibly go? I have no ooh, idea. Ooh, Where could ooh, you go? Ooh, ooh. I, no, I, 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 if I wanted to, I would consider engine. But let's be real about this. Tamagotchis, really, Tamagotchis. Those things are the bane of my existence when I was a kid. <laughs> I could not stand them. All of mine died, so I need a dead Tamagotchi owners group. <laughs> there we uh, go. Like an RIP site. Yeah. <laughs> this was a. Uh, this was actually spawned from. Uh, who was it? Gek was posting. In the forums about some Tamagotchi thing in Warframe or something. Kind of, it reminded me of when my sister had a Tamagotchi and it died and she got sad. Did anybody else here have the original Digimon? It's basically mm. the, the boy the boy version of Tamagotchis. Wasn't it a, was it? Or was it, wasn't that a show? It was. Well, but before it was a show, it was a toy. And, oh, okay. And the, the, the original Digimon... Digit devices were digit basically, devices. There you go. Uh, were um, basically fighting uh, Tamagotchis. You could hook them up to other ones and oh. you could fight each other. Well, the Tamagotchi uh, you couldn't fight with, right? No. Okay, no. so this was more like Pokemon. My, uh, my... less advanced. Oh, okay. yes. My son's mother loved her tamagotchi and this was this was back during the days the early days of napster oh dear yeah going way back what what connection does napster have with tamagotchi has no connection whatsoever other than memories like the corners of my mind this is the most bizarre engine plug i I think we've ever done i think we we end when this happens 
of the way we were. I think I think the fever's finally hit Jimmy's head. And scene. Ronald Jenkins. He does music better than that. Hey. All of our contact information is in the show notes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But email yeah. us. Totally. Let's put a bow on this puppy before uh, we, we have a, a death on air. Yeah. We're on, we're on the internet. Come find us. At Versecast. Hashtag TGWS. I feel like we're pretty, we're pretty tight throughout the show until the end. Is it our way of saying we don't want to leave? Slash org slash Versecast. Yes, it is. <laughs> Versecast.org. iTunes, go there. Say something nice. Give us a few stars. We like the stars. And the citizens. Mm-hmm. Off the cliff, so, bye. Until next time, then. We are Those Guys With Ships, and this has been our community podcast. Have a good vacation, people. This is Mm -mm. Christopher Roberts walking, and I (laughs) will see you in the verse. That was good. That was good. (laughs) Toodaloo!